0: Welcome to Geek Therapy. On this episode, we're talking about Fantastic Beasts, Arrow Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley. And Lara has a great story to share with us. Welcome back to Geek Therapy. I am Jose Cardona with Lara Taylor. And as every, almost every week, we're talking about building a geek therapy library, a series of resources where we talk about how we can use geeky content to help people be more understood. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good way of describing it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so we're building that, and there's different ways for you to help. Uh, people keep reaching out, which is very cool. So the easiest way is to use the simple form, which is in the show notes. It's right in the description of the show. It's on the website. It's on the library site, which is library.geektherapy.com. Which and means you haven't
1: given up on the library. You haven't given up.
0: We haven't given up on the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's going great. And and uh, if you just want to suggest a an entry, just you know, email us, use the form, do however you want. Uh, I had somebody this week mention that they saw the Zootopia one and they wanted to add something to it. And they asked me how to do that. And I was very excited. I told them, just tell me what you want me to add, and I'll add it for now, because I haven't built out the the tutorials yet. Right. But where the they're coming? That's that's my New Year's resolution. My pre New Year's <laughs> resolution.
1: Pre New. So, you have a mu- yeah. You have a little over a month. Can a I? Month?
0: Uh, this is. I'm retroactively making that a 2016 New Year's resolution. So <laughs> I'll finish we it. Since started
1: this whole thing in 2015. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, but not the pod- not not like this this no, rendition of the podcast no. yeah, 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 so, so that part of it, right will be I'll definitely be working on that over my vacation, and Oh, and then, and then the other exciting thing, right? So if, if you want to contribute or you want to help out and, and you can't think of, of any content or, or you don't really want to go through that trouble, you can also support us on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com. We have one patron without me even like support, like really pushing it. Like I only mentioned it here. I haven't pushed it out too. Our email list or anything like that, so that's that's incredibly exciting um, because like I, I basically haven't really I just mentioned a few times here. To see what happened? It's very cool. So that's all. Like all of that is in uh, under construction, but it's exciting times, Lara. Exciting times.
1: We're getting more and more legit, husway.
0: Yes, we are. We're officially legit. And I did mention the email list. I want to. Uh, that's that's really important. Um. Like, we have hundreds of people on that list without without really pushing any content. And that's really valuable. That's, like, a really good way to, to reach out to people. And I just switched email providers what? for the purpose of being able to contact people better. Because I – like, we, we're doing the library, but we also have – all the different podcasts. So by doing, like, that's different things. So I needed a provider that I could use to kind of tag people, like split them up. If, if you don't want to know about the podcast, then you can opt out of the podcast, but you can still learn about the library or just get general information. And to do that in a way that wasn't generic, like checking boxes. Anyway, I figured it out. Look for emails. You're just
1: figuring all kinds of things out lately.
0: You got to figure it out before you can do it. That's not true. We're figuring it out as we go. You know
1: what? Your slogans are not as cool as mine.
0: You have a slogan? Well, yeah. What's your slogan?
1: Remember? Yeah. Don't talk politics, play games.
0: Now we're talking about like T shirt worthy things. Yes. I yes. know,
1: but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> oh it's okay. You gotta I, mean, figure I think it out. I think it's great. I'm glad you think it's great. I don't know if anybody else will think it's great. Tell Let us, us if you think
1: it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Who comes right. up with better catchy things? Me or Husway?
0: It's you. I I <laughs> I concede. I I give up. I yield. All right. So, any content uh, this week? Potential entries? Anything new you saw?
1: Well, I saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them.
0: Oh, like
1: twice.
0: Yeah. I just. Yep. 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 That's what we're going to talk about. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Damn. Okay, that is that is that is a movie. I that mean, again, a, that again, is a, I don't
1: a lot of a movie.
0: It's a lot of a movie. Again, like I, not not in terms of like how great the movie was. I'm not a movie critic. But for what we're no. doing here, there's a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So give me give me any thoughts uh, that you have for for the inevitable um, library entry for Fantastic Beasts. The
1: biggest thing for me and. There are going to be spoilers abound in this cuz you you can't talk about the the big issues in this movie without spoiling things. But um ah the the repression of of magical like and, and credence that was his name. Um dealing with him and having been adopted by someone that that pushes uh, away magic and thinks it's a sin and all the all the like analogies you could you could pull from that for homosexuality and and um, transgender issues and having to hide what you are and it turns into this this horrible thing that attacks people because you have to hide who you are and it hurts others and it hurts yourself.
0: So so apparently J.K. Rowling has written this idea that. You you know you and I you and I are muggles you and I are what what,
1: do, what's the what American do, what, version what who said who said I'm a muggle or a nomad I'm
0: sorry speak I speak for I, yourself I, I'm sorry for assuming <laughs> <laughs> then I'll speak for me <laughs> right when when I have feelings that I keep bottled up inside I that can lead to. All sorts of right. stuff right <laughs> that can deal to that can lead to um, you know symptoms that are consistent with mental health disorders, depression, anxiety that can uh, lead to increased stress, right emotion regulation issues just by bottling things up inside right and not dealing with them and and maybe not knowing how to to deal yeah. with with again difficult emotions so so she's establishing that in this world, that that's the way that it is for 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 muggles and nomadges, but for people who are magic, for them that actually like it becomes something called an obscurial. Yeah. Right. It kind of it gets bottled up inside and becomes it takes a physical. Well, no, form. the
1: person is mm-hmm. the obscurial. The the uh, it, it's the obscurus.
0: The the obscurus is the person, the obscurus is the thing inside them. It's the him?
1: thing inside them.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you for the clarification. So then, the yeah, because okay, so the obscurus is the thing that's bottled up inside, mm-hmm. and that thing is so powerful that uh, it that people don't survive it.
1: Right. Most people die before they're ten. 10. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. So yes, I mean that's such a, a like that's it's an amazing metaphor for like you know everything we, you know that we deal with as as clinicians that people that people deal with on a regular basis you know these feelings that you keep bottled up inside you talked about you know having um, your identity uh, um, what is it uh, like pushed down right like mm-hmm. to, you're told not to express who you really are not to be true to yourself and that could be sexual identity that can be all sorts of other that stuff that can too. be
1: all sorts of other things families that say you have to be a doctor but you want to be an artist and you really are creative that kind of thing like yeah it, it kind of a religious freedom and, and drains all, all your soul sorts of and that's what they're yeah. they're talking about in the in the movie with the, yeah. the obscurial obscurious Uh Yeah.
0: And and it's actually it's it's kind of like once you think about that and you think about the I was thinking about the world as a whole. I was thinking, well, how many kids like how often do kids die of this in this world? Like It must happen all the time in
1: the movie. They say, oh, there's none anymore.
0: Yeah. In the 20s. Right. It's in the 20s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But obviously it happened because you see a few of them in the movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so then if you fast forward, right, 80 years to, to the Harry Potter storyline, then like how often does that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe like in England, do people not talk about it, <laughs> right? Like how many kids, um, like Hogwarts is the, is the number one wizarding school. Like is right. there no pressure to, to do really well there? Um, how many kids don't make it past their first couple of years? I don't yeah. know there's this whole side of it this whole like the mental health <laughs> version of the wizarding world is 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 now like I'm very curious about it I, I want a side story there uh to just about obscurials and obscurities obscurisci I don't
1: I don't know what the plural plural the plural the, Pural. the plural <laughs> the plural of obscurius would be
0: uh, Do you know if it was ever mentioned in the books in the Harry Potter series? No.
1: I think it's okay. something that I don't have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but I think it's something that was mentioned in in that book. Um, but the, the interesting thing is this whole thing is based on basically a textbook, like a reference book for these creatures. So you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, yeah, these the stories story. aren't
0: actually written out as as novels yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be—I don't know. See, this is this is why it's risky to go and bring up something so important in a prequel. Yeah, because then it doesn't make sense if it didn't pop up later. Especially mm-hmm. when you were dealing with kids, like those kids were really small and they saw some stuff. They saw a lot of stuff when they were kids. Well, <laughs> that but, year one, but the, they're like babies.
1: That's true, but. The obscurial, scariest thing is when you, when you bottle up your magic. And so I think, in the Harry Potter is it world, on, is it
0: only the magic though?
1: I think it's when they don't use their magic and and have to push it down. Um, huh. I think they mentioned that in the movie, but but that would make more sense with the Harry Potter world because even some Muggles know about it. I mean, the Dursleys know, and um, obviously. Hermione's parents know, and so it's a little more. It's a little less rigid than in the 20s a- yeah. and in America.
0: Okay. Where. Yeah, true.
1: They're all like, no, you can't spend time with no matches, and everybody's kind of segregated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, again, I o- I've only seen the movie once, but I. I, I got the impression, or maybe my mind just started wandering, and I just thought that it was emotions, right? Because I thought that it was because essentially the the foster mother was abusing him, right? Like, she was yeah. abusing all of them. Like, she was being just cruel to them, but also physically abusing them. True. So I thought that's kind of like, you know, it was like the emotions being bottled up inside. Either way, the metaphor works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It it absolutely works. Yeah, 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 and and so you brought up the segregation thing. That was really interesting to see the the perspective, like having two different countries' perspectives on something as important as as segregation and keeping people, you know, um, separated for you know for for really just being different types of people.
1: Well, and the way, th- I mean, the whole thing brings up you know that in america they're segregated so much be- to protect the wizarding world and so much so that even the one guy that's a no-imagine the, the main character that's a no in the story why can i not remember his name cuz he's like my favorite um anyway he um i mean he wants to be a part of their world and is so fascinated and has no like he he was really resilient in the way he handled finding out about like magical animals and there's wizards in the world and oh my gosh i can go through walls with this guy like um he was able to handle it uh pretty well um and they still wouldn't make an exception for him even though he helped fight the bad guys through the whole thing and um
0: Why didn't you just let him hop into the suitcase? That was was my argument.
1: I was like, (laughs) you just put him in the suitcase and walk away. Uh, Just walk away and let him be happy.
0: I know. Ugh. (laughs) The one thing I didn't like about the movie. Right. It's not enough that he was remembering at the end. Which then just goes to show you, like, how good was that rain?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, there are several plot holes that we can talk about later.
0: Nah, titles. It doesn't matter. No. It was, I, I, <laughs> no. I I I really enjoyed the movie.
1: Yeah, it was it was good, and, and it got me excited about um, the Harry Potter world again. Even though it's not Harry Potter anymore, it's just like J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. I guess it's cool. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, a hu- I I'm a Hufflepuff.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a Hufflepuff. I-
0: I wonder if if it'll get to the point where we're inevitably going to get to in Star Wars. I think, where like the Skywalkers aren't the most important thing anymore, right? You know, so like then then what is it, right? So like, what what will we call this universe instead of the Harry Potter uh, universe?
1: The Scamanders. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It, it'll be a, it'll be a wizarding. I mean, like. It'll be something like The Wizarding World or...
0: She'll come up with a name for She'll it.
1: She'll come... I mean, she's got Pottermore right now. Technically,
0: there's eight books and two plays, so... <laughs> Seven books and two plays. Yeah.
1: yeah. Plus, you know, her reference book, The Fantastic Beasts, and a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's really the, the biggest thing from from the movie that, that I want to make sure is in an entry. Any other content that you... That you saw that you thought might make a good entry?
1: Not this week. I really okay. wanted to go see Moana. That's on my list of things to go see.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta go see it. Yeah. Oh, I saw Arrival, by the way. Oh. Listen, I I think, I think this movie just broke into my top ten movies. My
1: like really? favorite movies
0: ever. Yeah. Possibly top five. Hmm. I need to reorder them and really think about it, but I I loved That movie, I love that movie. Still, I mean, it was so. Oh, it was. That's not even on
1: my list of things I had to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm really. uh, Earlier today, somebody asked me if um, if Westworld was like a must see show, and like for me, it's it's robots, it's sci fi, it's a western at the same time. It's in the future, it's psychology. Like, there's a lot of. it's good stuff, and then so Arrival is alien science fiction linguistics. Oh, it is! It is like it's just tapping into some of my favorite things. Mm. It was really good, but I won't. I won't bring it up uh, for here. I'm still. Like, I'm. I love that movie so much. I need to. I think I need to watch it again. You're
1: deciding where you're gonna br- where you're gonna bring it up, and uh,
0: well, I don't. I, I can't. Right now, I can't think exactly of what kind of um, entry i would I would make for it mm-hmm. because oof, I don't know, I don't know. It was, I'm not sure if there even is one there. I just wanted to let you know that I love the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, and then there there are two pieces of content that I saw. So um, yeah, so one one is kind of weird. I'm gonna try to explain what I was thinking. <laughs> so to come with me on a on a journey. I my my girlfriend brought up this quote on Facebook that she saw and it it was something along the lines of uh it was it was right after Fidel Castro um, died mm-hmm. and it was a comment that said you know there's like this double standard um when we look at po- at people being very hungry and not having enough to you know, to t- being like poor in in uh, Cuba, and we blame it on communism, and we say that communism is bad. But then we look at poverty in the United States, and we don't say that capitalism is bad. Right. Right. Um, I was like, damn, like that's that's you're right. Like it's this perspective shift, right? And it immediately reminded me of last week's episode of Arrow. Yeah, so the last episode of Arrow was all about perspectives, and they kept bringing this up in different ways about how, you know, things are just a matter of perspective. <laughs> and the connection between what I, you know, the, the thing on Facebook and, and what happened in the episode isn't really the issue. It's just that it was, it kept bringing up this topic of, of seeing things from different perspectives can give you a very different view, you know, and you'll see things differently. And I thought it was it, it was a good way to to kind of bring up a conversation about about seeing things from another from another perspective. Not just not in the in terms of empathy, you know, like seeing it from the other person's perspective, mm-hmm. but just seeing a situation in a different way. I thought it was pretty good, and and that's it for Arrow. Arrow doesn't really have a lot. <laughs>
1: Arrow. Doesn't I always have hate a little
0: lot. bit on Arrow, but uh, I do I do watch it. And then the other thing, have you heard of Brian Lee O'Malley's new comic book. No, his new ongoing. It's his first ongoing comic book. He's the guy who did Scott Pilgrim. Yes, and it's called Snot Girl.
1: Snot Girl.
0: Snot Girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and man. and I picked it up just because it's him, mm-hmm. and so there's actually a lot of a lot of good stuff there. The way that it, the reason why it's called Snot Girl. Is, I believe, from my understanding, right? It's the way you would like you talk about an it girl or a gossip girl or things like that, right? This is a girl who lives who's like a fashionista. She's a fashion blogger, and but so she she makes a living online mm-hmm. um, through social media and and blogging. So right off the bat, how often do you have a protagonist in a in a story where who is doing this kind of stuff that in So one way or another, a lot of different people do. Like not everybody, you know, is a fashion blogger. Not everybody lives, you know, as a blogger. But a lot of people blog. A lot of people live on social media. And there's social interactions that happen there. So you see her life and how she has this life online. And then she has these friends. And she doesn't, she has this very strange relationship with these friends who, you know, which is very different than her community who is online. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And 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 relatable for a lot of people, especially um, a lot of our younger younger people, uh, younger students or clients
1: today, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the the one that I really, the thing that I related to the most is that she suffers from severe allergies. <laughs> That's part of her thing. That's why she's Snot Girl. It's because someone kind of called her that because she has really bad allergies. She actually goes to see her allergist in in one scene. And she freaks out because her allergist is is like sick or like had an accident or something. So she gets this new allergist, and she's super nervous about it. And as far as I can tell, I'm three issues in and as far as I can tell, she uh, she she's she's always taking medication to to control her allergies. but when she when she seems to be very stressed or overwhelmed, her allergies start flaring and wow. you see her with like these tears coming out of her eyes and like just green stuff coming out of her nose and then she's all embarrassed cuz she's like her her physical appearance is what she is like what she's all about That's right her like, identity. when she's out in the open yeah. yeah yeah professional identity um so so it's it's like it's like her job <laughs> mm-hmm. so she's got to go and hide and and it is it is not okay um so so it's a very it's a very weird comic book but a lot of lot of stuff to relate to there, and definitely the first comic book I've ever read where the protagonist has allergies—something that I live with every single day of my life. And now I you're gonna them. have to
1: add a relatable experience: allergies to the floor. Allergies.
0: <laughs> Actually, there is one. I, we already have health like health yeah, conditions yeah. and and health. You could it's specify in like
1: other allergies
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I doubt that there'll be a lot of uh, um, allergy ridden protagonists uh, moving forward mm-hmm. but this but I, th- I thought that this was really interesting uh, just to see somebody suffering through allergy, with allergies and that's one of the things I don't recall ever bringing up my allergies here
1: <laughs> I, I don't think you have here
0: <laughs> no but it's actually one of those things that just, I mean, I, I suffer from allergies every day. And I say suffer. Like, it's one of those things where you kind of, like, you're used to it. You're like, well, whatever. It's my life, you know? And it's it's to the point where, like, the allergy medication, if I take it for too long, it starts messing with me. And like, even now, it's winter. And it's winter already, right? Almost winter?
1: Almost winter.
0: Almost winter. It's cold and still I'm getting like I wake up with like these really bad allergies in the morning and I've always got to have something handy even even when it's not like spring is just the worst for me. Anyway, but it was it was it felt so good to see to see a character who's like suffering with this. Like I don't look like that when I have my allergies, but I definitely feel like she does. I'm gonna have <laughs> I feel like I look that way. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have to tell my wife about that. I, I call her Sniffles McGee because
0: Oh yeah,
1: because of her allergies. And we live with two cats. So Maybe
0: we can call her Snot Girl from now on.
1: Ooh, I don't think she's gonna like that.
0: It's not her pretty name. <laughs> but I but I do I do I do like it. Um, yep. So those are those are the two the two things that I saw this week. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad we talked about one of our Fantastic Beasts. And so the last thing I wanted to to do before we wrap up is you told me a really good story last week about a oh. coworker of yours. I'm yes. Gonna tell me the yeah. story. Tell us a story.
1: Tell tell us a story. Um, okay. So my coworker. I in the office have become, like, the go-to geek. I guess everybody knows I'm the geek, so I go to conventions. I take weeks off of work during the year to go to conventions, so um, our clinical supervisor sends people my way when they have stuff they don't understand, um, and, and supposedly I know everything, right? Because we, 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 all us geeks, like everything. Um <clears throat>
0: And we all know each other.
1: <laughs> we all know each other. <laughs> all of us. And we all know the celebrities, too.
0: And we all cosplay.
1: Yes. Um, but my clinical supervisor sent my uh coworker my way. He uh, He's working with a kid who really likes Yu-Gi-Oh. This is like the one thing that this kid will connect with people on. He doesn't want to go to an after-school program. He doesn't want to go to a new school because he's having to move to a new school. He's not doing well academically at the old school. He's a few grades behind, so they're trying to catch him up. Because all his friends at the old school play Yu-Gi-Oh, and um, so and he plays with his brother, and um, so he was trying to ha- he was having a hard time trying to build rapport with this kid. So he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try playing this game." So he asks me, "Like, do you know anything about this game?" I said, "You know." I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! I play Magic, um, which is a slightly older crowd, um, sometimes younger, but um, it's a little bit different but the same kind of thing. So if you want to ask me what certain things mean in a card, maybe I can help you out, but I really don't know that much, except it's going to be hard for you to learn this game because there's so many rules. Um, so he he said, okay and and he said i'll give it a shot i I want to play with this kid but i told i'm going to tell him i'm really competitive so once i learn this game i'm going to beat you and i said good luck with that
0: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 just like at this point in the story i don't know this guy but i like this guy Yeah. You know, the fact that he's willing to like he knows that he the kid likes it so he really wants to to engage with him in that you right. know that's it's fantastic and
1: that's it's super important and like i'm i've most of my coworkers um when they come to me about something and ask me- and i say what do you, what do the kid what does the kid like? do they like comic books do they have a character they like like and you know they didn't sometimes they think to ask and sometimes they don't and hopefully i I'm training them to to ask uh ahead of time um so he goes my coworker goes and plays um tries to play. Yu-Gi-Oh! with this kid um, and he comes back to me and he says you know this game is for little kids it's gotta be for little kids because and he wears reading glasses he's got some, some vision issues and he's like I can't read the cards the print is so <laughs> small I can't read the cards and I guess our uh, clinical supervisor suggested to him that he try to blow up the cards like to be able to read them like enlarge them and I don't think he realizes how many. It's not like a standard set of playing cards. It's like fifty-two cards. It's like thousands of possibilities for these cards.
0: So, so set set the stage for me, right? Like, where is this conversation happening? This like, where is com- this brainstorming session? This is happening?
1: brainstorming in group supervision. <laughs> in group supervision, and um,
0: this is like my dream group supervision, right? Where right? somebody's like. Like, okay, uh, I really want to do Yu-Gi-Oh, but I I like my eyes, I, can, I can't I can't see the text. I can't. Everybody, okay, quick, I need ideas. How <laughs> how can this guy see the card so he can play Yu-Gi-Oh with the kid? Well, how do we do this? Well and so it's oh, fantastic.
1: So my coworker did try blowing up one of the cards just to at least like sh- try to read something on a card and, and try to understand the game, which is like a huge gesture, and he shows his, his client, and this kid laughs at him he's he's but he thought it was the sweetest thing like he he someone really cared about what he cared about enough to try and figure it out and and learn and let him be the expert on it and like try to show him stuff on the on the giant card like he blew it up to like an eight and a half by eleven like sheet of paper for one card. Um, and he only did the one card. He didn't do a whole set and, uh, he came back to group supervision and I tried to come up with some more ideas for him on what he could do, like taking a picture of the card and blowing it up on his phone so he could kind of move around and read it. But then he said he would have like 50 billion photos in his, uh, in his phone. And then I said, what about just having the camera open and zooming in? And he didn't really go for that. Um... But uh, he said that this kid and his family don't really have very many positive interactions with each other. Um, and this is another conversation in group supervision. So we've had, like, a month of, like, your dream group supervision. Um, of Yu-Gi-Oh? Of Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh in su- <laughs> I wish I could play Yu-Gi-Oh in supervision. I would learn. Um, but um, so he brings the idea to us trying to figure out how he's going to get this family to have a good supervision. It's mom, her fiance, um, and and the younger brother, and I think a sister, but the he mostly has a problem with the mom and the brother. And mom just doesn't really get this kid. He's He just turned 14. She just doesn't get why he doesn't listen to her, and she thinks yu gi Oh's kind of dumb and that why does he spend all his time with this thing? So my coworker has the idea and I didn't even have to suggest it, but it was instantly when he was talking about positive experiences with family, it it came into my head. Um, but he suggested that, uh, you know, he tried to, um, get mom to play with, with this kid. And, um, You know, he said mom was kind of like, well, I guess. But to help mom have a good experience with him so they're not at odds the whole time, and since my coworker can't really read the cards, they're going to do a team game and have mom and the client play against my coworker and the little brother. (laughs) And I just think it's brilliant. And this lets, you know, this kid get, the chance to teach his mom something that he really likes and it could go badly, but at least there's someone there that kind of help can facilitate a conversation. And, exactly.
0: And yeah. Cause that could be a disaster, right? It could be. That could be, that could be like either the kid or the mom could get frustrated. There could be a fight. There could be all this kind of stuff. And by having the therapist there, yeah. like he's like, yeah, control the situation. Yeah.
1: So I th- teach
0: them how to do it in the future. You know,
1: it, it's yeah. just I, I do work with a great group of people that are willing to, like, get in there and do things that they may not necessarily think is the coolest, but they they let the kids be kids and and, and like what they like. Um,
0: just showing the kids that what matters to them matters to us. Like, that's. And that's it's just important. So important.
1: And Yeah. yeah that that this kid's like silly game that his mom sees as a silly game is important to somebody else, um, yeah, that's not just like his friend but like an adult in his life,
0: yeah, yeah, oh no, that's such a good story, yeah, that's so good i was so I was so happy when you told me last week you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really good
1: i haven't oh, I haven't found out how the game turned out, but I will definitely find out how the game went. This week, yep. so,
0: but again, just the 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 kid recognizing that this man is trying. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't come in. Uh, you know, like disrespecting the kid's love of, of Yu-Gi-Oh, and he didn't come in pretending like he knew all about it. Either. Right, right. You know, he's there and he's struggling because he wants to. Uh, you know, he wants to be able to understand it to be able to to play. And I just and picture him coming
1: in with this big card that he my. blew up <laughs> just like and he's like what is that for what are you gonna do with that he's like and just you know I just imagine my coworker saying I wanted to learn about your game you
0: know? uh, he needs a giant magnifying glass
1: yes a giant one
0: yeah they sell they, they actually sell some that are less cartoonish which are that <laughs> they're just like a piece of plastic and they're designed for reading
1: did you know the iPhone has a magnifier in it yeah my coworker doesn't have an iPhone. Otherwise, I would have suggested that. I know nothing about Android.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but you could just use like this again. It, yeah. It's for reading, and then just use this big one. Just like pull it a little bit. You know, put the card right yeah. under it, and you can. he could read them all. Slide it across all the all the cards. It's uh, a yeah.
1: yeah. It does make a it a little to harder to to think on the fly when you're playing, but it's still. It the the point is not necessarily to beat the kid. Although it is nice to be able to have some, uh, teach them some frustration tolerance when they, when they're losing. But, um, you know, the point is to have a good experience with them and and let them share something so important to them.
0: I mean, if he gets really into it and he builds his own deck, he'll know what his cards do. Then it's a non-issue. And I don't know if there's a digital version the way there is for Magic. Yeah. I I really I really. Don't know. I don't
1: know if there is either. I know there's one for Pokemon, but I don't know about Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there you could blow it up. Anyway, it's 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 a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. There's, you know, still hope for humanity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, that is it for this week. I'm Josue Cardona. You are Lara Taylor. You are at Geek Therapist on Twitter. I am at Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. We are at Geek Therapy on Twitter, geektherapy.com. And there you'll find links to all the stuff that we have, all the other podcasts. And in the show notes, I'll put a link to the library and the Patreon, the, the library, the forum, and the Patreon. And, and soon, we'll next week.
1: soon, the library, you can you can actually edit soon.
0: You can edit right now. Yeah, if just, you know how to it do just, it. Yeah, it's just you, there's no instruction manual yet. Yeah, we're almost there.
1: Baby steps, and we're and we're making it. We're making it through.